Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. It's all about the midterms three weeks from today. Three weeks. Oh, I have so much planned for you today. Think about the U.S. Senate currently divided evenly 50-50, but controlled by Democrats, of course, because VP Kamala Harris, because you know you love her, also serves as president of the Senate and can vote to break the ties. So much at stake. And that's why the media is going crazy over this. And that's why it matters if people are triggered, working people are triggered by what went into effect yesterday and now in full effect. Yes, cancel your student loan, America. Tens of millions of Americans are eligible. Have you signed up yet? Now, here's the deal. This is not about poor or working poor families trying to cancel debt during tough times as we are, depending on who you ask, in very tough times, highest inflation in 40 years. This is about people who, if they both have student debt, have a household income of $250,000 or less. These are high-income families. This is not the working poor. So who gets upset? You have people in Philadelphia who are very upset about this, who are the working poor, who maybe didn't go to college because why? They couldn't afford it. And so they don't have that degree in, you know, art history or whatever. And then you have people who are union members, union working people who maybe went to a trade school. Why? Because they couldn't afford it. You have your U.S. military who maybe signed up in high school because why? They couldn't afford college. I mean, maybe they didn't want to go. Maybe they did. But the bottom line is this, quote unquote, student loan cancellation that's taking effect infuriates a whole lot of people. Now, the Biden administration speaking out. Let's listen to President Joe Biden. He's very proud of this. More than eight million have already signed up and they want tens of millions of Americans. Please sign up and get your student loan debt canceled. I want to hear your reaction. 855-839-1210 is the number to call. But let's listen in to President Joe Biden talking about his plan. Less than eight weeks ago, I announced my administration's plan to forgive up to $10,000 in federal student loan debt and up to $20,000 if you received a Pell Grant for folks earning less than $125,000 a year. Today, I'm announcing how millions, millions of people working in middle class folks can apply for get this relief and it's simple and it's now 
It's easy. It's fast. At the end of my remarks, I'm going to officially launch this new app, new application site at studentaid.gov. Studentaid.gov. You'll be able to fill out your name, social security number, date of birth, and contact information. No forms to upload. No special login to remember. It's available in English and in Spanish, on desktop and mobile. It takes less than five minutes. And if you have any questions, you follow up. We will be able to follow up with you. This is a game changer for millions of Americans. We get moving. And it took an incredible amount of effort to get this website done in such a short time. I want to thank the Secretary of Education. There he is, Secretary of Education Cardona, who's here with me today. He and his team led a talented group of data scientists and engineers across the federal government and built it and tested and launched this new application in just weeks. And the secretary insisted that it, be test, that it had to be tested over the weekend. It landed and handled more than 8 million applications without a glitch or any difficulty. We had over 10,000 people contact the White House to be either to send us letters or calls thanking us. Okay, so let me tell you about this. I'm going to interrupt it if you can. So they, they did a, a soft launch. They called it a beta test that launched last Friday, and that's when the 8 million applicants were signing up. So suggesting the federal government is confident they can deliver on this mammoth debt cancellation campaign promise in the face of legal challenges, including from seven conservative states. So there are legal challenges to this, whether or not this is legal. But borrowers, you are eligible. Sign up now. You can receive ten or $20,000 in debt relief, depending on your income and whether or not you received a Pell Grant in college. So the Education Department has said that borrowers who apply this month could have a chunk of your debt wiped out as early as November. Sounds too good to be it sounds too good to be true, doesn't it? This is amazing to me. And is this is this I don't know, is this buying an election? Is that what this is? So the feds encourage borrowers file your forms by November 15th. That would be a week after the midterm election. If you want to see your balance shrink before the end of a freeze on payments that uh, began during the pandemic and ends in January. So also consider that. And you've heard me interview experts uh, who are not necessarily conservative, who are not political, who've said this program speeds up and, and makes our inflation worse. So we've gone, we've gone through that before. But you do have to provide your social, your birth date, in the government's online form. So they've made it pretty pretty quick, pretty easy. And again, 125000 a year or couples, two hundred fifty grand, And you have to provide, um, and those who provide any false info, you could face fines or jail time because, you know, we don't have any corruption happening, you know, by the billions with COVID money. That hasn't happened. Or, you know, in aid to Ukraine, <laughs> where we don't even have a tracker on that money. So what could possibly go wrong? But the application, they say, is available in English and Spanish via desktop computer or cell phones. And if you've already applied once, the beta version went live. You don't need to apply again. So he's talking about his commitment. I really, I want to hear sincerely, 
is this something that means something to you? Is this is this uh, wiping away some debt that you just couldn't handle? Do you think this is fair? So it's first, you know, first there were lawsuits. So about 43 million people hold $1.6 trillion in federal student loans. About 40 million are expected to qualify. 40 million people are expected to qualify for the one-time debt cancellation. But this program, known as loan forgiveness or loan cancellation, or at least the uh, publicly available details about it, it has evolved as the application window approached. And we've talked about that. Legal challenges have been mounted. So assuming that most of the 8 million people who've already applied are eligible for loan forgiveness, it would mean that about 20% of those eligible, the eligible pool, already have signed up for the relief. So originally, the White House and the Biden administration estimated that about 75% of qualified borrowers would apply for the debt forgiveness, and you have through the end of 2023 to actually apply. Now, one group, let's talk about who has you know mounted a legal challenge. One is called the Pacific Legal Foundation. They sued to stop this mass cancellation on the grounds that borrowers living in some states would be unfairly taxed, okay? Within days of that suit being filed, the White House said borrowers would be able to opt out of the debt relief plan. So a federal judge in Indiana, for example, dismissing the group's request to halt the forgiveness plan, saying the plaintiff could not be injured if his debt wasn't being forgiven. Arkansas, here's who has been involved in suits. Arkansas. Iowa, Kansas, Missouri, Nebraska, South Carolina, they filed a suit together arguing that Biden overstepped his authority in the executive branch. So the states also saying that quasi-state agencies uh, that service those older student loans in the federal family education loan program would actually lose money. And these loans are backed by the federal government, but held by commercial banks. So the government had allowed borrowers to consolidate those loans up until September 29th. You were able to consolidate everything into one loan owned by the federal government, meaning that they would have a chance to be a part of the debt cancellation. So I want to hear from you if you did that, if you think this is is outrageous. But these states that have sued they're arguing in court that they're going to lose money because borrowers would collectively ditch their existing loans for those offered by the government. So on the same day that their lawsuit was filed, because remember I had reported on that, uh, the federal government said any remaining borrowers, it's called FFEL loans, that any remaining borrowers could not consolidate their loans and they, they stopped allowing you to consolidate. So the federal government says that this new policy cuts nearly 800,000 borrowers from the debt forgiveness program out of out of it uh, out of nearly 4 million borrowers who have those so-called FFEL loans and then the education secretary I'm not going to play him saying this but Miguel Cardona who the president referenced referenced yesterday in that news conference said that the administration is quote working on pathways to support private borrowers. 
So my question is, when when I heard him say that as the education secretary, whoa, what do you mean? What do you mean by that? So this was supposed to be a one-time thing. Is there more to come? Is that a tease? Is that a promise? So that one, you know, piqued my interest. Now, Arizona also sued this administration, the Biden administration, arguing that the widespread availability of debt relief would steer borrowers away from the public service loan forgiveness program. And that is a government initiative meant to you know, get workers to maybe forego the high wages in the private sector and then opt for work in the public sector. And after a decade in those roles, a borrower's entire outstanding loan balance may be forgiven. So Arizona saying you're, you're messing up, you know, longstanding programs that encouraged people to, to work in public service and, and sort of give back or to the community, right? There are other legal challenges. They were dismissed almost as quickly as they were filed. For example, Wisconsin, there was a conservative group. They uh, tried to stop the debt cancellation by arguing that the president did not have the authority to cancel debt because usually, as, as you well know, the executive branch is is supposed to, we're supposed to have those checks and balances, right, within Congress. So that one, um, arguing that the president was overstepping his authority, it claimed that the White House intentionally crafted the program to benefit borrowers of color, which they say violates the Constitution's guarantee of equal protection of the laws. So that one was filed October 4th. Within two days, a judge dismissed the case, saying the group did not have standing. But there, you can expect other legal challenges to this. It depends on who you ask as to how much does this cost, and particularly in a time when our economy is is facing a tough winter. So the federal government estimates the plan will cost about $30 billion a year for the next 10 years. Some estimates are, you know, so th- so the, think about the most modest estimate by the Biden administration, $300 billion over the next decade. Now, the Congressional Budget Office put that cost at more than $400 billion over the next 30 years, though it adds in a report that such measurements are highly uncertain because there are a lot of variables. So that model, based on 90% of eligible applicants filling out their forms, that would be a, a pretty high rate of people going for it. Why wouldn't they? Why wouldn't they? Who wouldn't do it? Now, the Committee for a Responsible Federal Budget estimates the debt cancellation will cost all of us and our children and our grandchildren, right, depending on where you are in your life, would cost $360 billion. So these are, I would say, modest estimates. During a time when you look at look around and, and look at our economy and, and what we're all dealing with. So the uncertainty wears on, you know, loan holders' nerves, they say. It allows millions of borrowers to pay down their debts, save for a home, or keep food on the table. Because, you know, if you're making a collective 250 grand a year, you can't put food on the table. And the Biden administration talking about the pandemic and the tough times. Okay, so if you're talking about the pandemic and you're talking about tough times, then do this, do something for everybody. So why choose this specific group of people? Think about it. You have to pay off your debt 
by a, in, a, in a certain timetable. So in other words, my student loans that I took out, and I worked my way, I waitressed my way through. And yes, I was able to get monies off for my grades and, and that sort of thing. And I applied for grants. I applied for everything I could, scholarships, et cetera. But I still had that student loan debt, but I had to pay it off within 10 years. To me, this is the Biden administration trying to buy the votes of people. That's what this is. And so let me know. 855-839-1210. Is this fair? Is this infuriating? Does this backfire as well? I have that question. Does it backfire for you? Do you think that there will be a backlash, particularly by union workers who feel uh, disconnected from, from the party of Democrats that Joe Biden back in the day represented? But now this is a new party of Democrats that's progressive, that cares more about climate change than the fuel prices, especially heating oil and, and what it's going to cost energy prices this winter. Winter is coming. And so this is an administration that I think many feel is out of touch. So we'll see. Do we have calls, Anthony? Let me know. Yes. All right. Let's go. Who's who's we on have, first? We uh, have Diane and Penn Salkin. Hey, Diane. Hi, Dawn. How are you? Good. Thanks for calling, Diane. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Well, uh, without wasting a lot of breath, I want to say ditto to everything you said. I'm infuriated. I'm a grandmother. My daughter had student loans, and this is all a domino effect. People who are making, and I didn't hear everything you said because I'm in and out of the car, but, you know, Mm -hmm. $250,000 that they're making. What about the the low? I'm going to say the working class or the low income now. As far as I'm concerned, we're in a recession. This is the first era, and I'm, I'm not trying to get away from it. I'm just pointing out all the things besides what you said. Grandmothers, grandfathers, parents are helping support kids and grandkids in order to get them through. And when the, I hear this man's voice, I heard him when you play, I, you were saying you're going to put a tape on a little early. I lower my radio. I can't stand to even hear his voice. He's so out of touch. I mean, I guess I could go on and on. I don't want to take the time away from uh, other people that want to speak, but it is infuriating. Get away from this and start looking at people as people, people that are breaking their necks trying to uh, make a living, pay the bills. Just like um, short story, my son uh, just went through something, and he's trying to to get his uh, medical benefits. Well, it's like over here, it's like, you know, uh, I, 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 it's so difficult to get 
what you deserve. But in turn, all the immigrants are coming over. All these people are coming over. Do Americans really realize that all their money is paying for everything they're getting free that our kids, and as you said, Mm -hmm. one way or another, were working, whether you were working at a job or working at schoolwork to get scholarships. I am sick and tired of all of our tax dollars going to this. And I was starting to say earlier, Biden had the nerve to say, the economy's wonderful. What planet is he from? I mean, is his head going all the way around and all I mean, and I could go on and on. Well, Diane, I thank you for the call. I truly thank you for the call. I'm looking at the U.S. national debt, 31, it looks like 31 gazillion. The numbers are spinning, 31,159,85, and the clock just tick, 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 tick. U.S. national debt. We've never seen this kind of debt. And we leave this. This is the legacy we live. And when you look at, for example, when you look at um, debt per taxpayer, 247,000 debt per citizen, you know, 93, closing in on $94,000. So the debt just ticks upward. Diane mentioned the borders. So there's a New York Post report that the White House is pressuring local officials in El Paso, Texas, not to declare a state of emergency in response to that massive, the DHS releases of illegal immigrants in that border city, which is just overwhelmed and immigration surging. So I'll talk about that moving forward. And because Diane brought it up just to contrast what's happening with these border towns, you know, they're they're just overwhelmed and, and they don't know what to do. People are just, uh, you know, they have the people camped out in their yard and outside their front door. And, and the towns are just completely flooded with people with nowhere to go. It's It's a crazy situation. I'll give you those numbers coming up. Can I go to one more call really, really quick? No, we don't have time. Okay. I'm sorry. If you've been waiting, I'm sorry. I uh, will get to your calls though. 855-839-1210. We have, you're not going to believe the audio that my, my husband, Larry Menti, he's on Twitter at Larry Menti found of U.S. Senate candidate, John Fetterman, what he said, an issue that I know you care deeply about, but either way you look at it, it's, it's mind boggling. And we're going to air that sound that you're going to hear in just a moment. You know, when we talk about there's no place like home, I'm so thankful, so thankful for the Chapman family team who've made my home even more beautiful. And yes, Larry and I have lived in the city of Philadelphia, married more than 22 years, and we love our home in Chestnut Hill. And it's a historic part of the city. And that's what I love about Chapman. Anything that we want to make look, you know, preserve the the history and the historic nature of the home. But they do everything right. And for the Chapman family team, they have two locations. They're in Wayne as well as the original location in Westchester. But finally, those beautiful premium architecture shutters designed to last a lifetime. And they put that touch on your on your home that looks so gorgeous. They also, if you see, I tweet out, they have this cute thing counting down to Halloween and different ways to decorate your front door or even paint your front door. And it's it's really a cute idea that they have with front door design and, and that sort of thing. So check that out as well. But historically accurate, these shutters are so beautiful, stunning hardware options, lifetime warranty for the shutters, including the Sherwin-Williams pulling UV reflective paint finish, maintenance-free, custom designed if that's what you want to your exact specifications, or they can match 
those existing shutters. They're not going to rot, sag, or warp. Over 26 standard colors, custom color matching for best in-class shutters that combine that lifetime of beauty as well as technology. It's time for New Horizon shutters, but it's always time for Chapman. ChapmanWindowsDoors.com. Check out their website, ChapmanWindowsDoors.com. Two brothers started the family business, which is of course, grown across our region. Just great people, high-quality products installed by good people that I trust in my home. You can trust them too. Chapman, chapmanwindowsdoors.com. So please, please, if you're thinking about anything for your home, windows, doors, custom work, anything, you can trust Chapman. Tell them Dawn sent you. As the U.S. national debt reaches historic numbers, the student loan Biden plan... Forgiveness, cancellation of your student loans. So our own executive producer, Anthony Dorenzo, is, uh, is affected by this. Is one of the millions of Americans thinking about applying for this. You have to apply now. Go to the website. Fill it out. So, Anthony, you graduated Westchester University, right? Yes. And so, was the Golden Rams? Yes, the Golden Rams. Me and Jill <laughs> Biden, yeah. <laughs> and my husband, too, Larry Menti. And um, Stacia, my stepdaughter as well. But you, so you um, had the student loan. And so what will you do? Because they think that 25% of people will not go for this, even if eligible. So do you, what do you think about that, Anthony? Well, I had a lot of loans that were private, which aren't affected by this. So that was like the bulk of what I'm paying. And I'll have to pay that back no matter what. Uh, but I do have some federal that I did have at uh, Westchester specifically. And that is a very small amount compared to my private, but at the same time, mm-hmm. um, the way I look at this is I totally understand it's unfair. It is not fair to everyone that hasn't gone to school and essentially realized they couldn't afford school and made the right decision. Those people are definitely getting the short end of the stick here. But at the same time, um, I, I think college in general, this shows us that we need to rethink it because all of these kids, we instantly get approved for God knows these insane amounts of money. Uh, nobody knows what you're really signing up for. Even a lot of parents who went to college in the 80s or 90s, it's, it's drastically different. Um, all, it's so hard to really understand what you're signing up for. And on top of that, whatever your major is, it doesn't really matter because they just throw in all of this equity type of woke almost curriculum that it's, you know, it, it really is not worth our time. I, I, said this earlier before on our morning show, but I took diversity studies and uh, African-American studies and economy, or excuse me, um, uh, environmental studies and and Spanish and all these things. This is my first semester as I'm a junior uh, at Westchester for communications and media. And I didn't have one media class. And I'm paying for it. Like, what is this? You know, it's the only thing where you're treated as barely even a customer and they're ripping this money from you that you'll never you'll never see it instantly goes to the school and you don't even know what you're paying for you're paying this spanish professor a six figure salary and you know god bless them you know if you want to speak or teach spanish but it, it's it, this isn't what we all sign up for i mean in my opinion bachelor should just be a two degree mm-hmm. or two year degree Master's should be four years and take away all these requirements that are putting up the bills every single year. But and you felt that because you want to what what do you want to what do you want to be when you grow up? I say kiddingly, but you just turned 27 last week. You've been paying your dues. So you interned here. You got a, a, you were here and then you went to Hartford 
and that, and now you're back. But what's what's your goal? Do you want to run the place? Do you want to be the next <laughs> like Rush Limbaugh? Like what what is your goal? I don't know. I mean, I definitely uh, have embraced politics a lot more than yeah. I I thought. Um, I don't know. I really like being in my role here for now. I think eventually, yeah, I want to continue working up the ranks and and help radio kind of move forward into the into the digital age. But yeah, I mean, it's if I knew I wanted to be in radio, uh, I, I definitely wouldn't have done what I did in college. But I think a lot of kids were in the situation that I am, where you know you're 19, 20 years old. I transferred uh, to a school for business, didn't work out. Immediately started working around newspapers and radio, mm-hmm. and then I mean, at that point, it was almost too late because I was in the debt. But it, I, it's hard for anyone to really know what they want. And if you're undecided, I mean, any anyone under eighteen, if you haven't gone to college yet and you don't know what you want to do, please don't. And, and community college needs to be more of an option for more people. That was by far my favorite college, and it, it was the best experience I've ever had. Like, I don't know if I'd be sitting in this room with you if I didn't go to community college. I really got a lot of great guidance there. And it's so much more affordable than anything. And they really do cater to you. It's these other schools, there's millions of kids and the the advisors, they barely pay attention to you. So Well thanks for that perspective. If you know, if you want to sound off eight five five eight three nine twelve ten, just ahead, I'm gonna air some sound for you, uh, local congressman, but as well the lieutenant governor John Fetterman, a recent interview he did on CNN. Nobody seems to be playing this, and they're not playing it up at CNN. His views on one issue are way out there. Well, at least one issue that we know of. We're going to play that for you moving straight ahead. The Dawn Show continues right after this. As we talk about the latest, and I'll be updating you on all the breaking news in the city, as I have been since 6 o'clock this morning, Uber Eats now delivering marijuana in some places and philadelphia uh we we were the rankings just came out and we're now um well we went up a spot in the country's rattiest cities which is ooh, nasty rodent infestations among the top pest issues this fall and winter season so these studies are just coming out we'll talk about that moving forward speaking of <clears throat> ratty situations Tell me what you think. I know many of you are sounding off about the new plan to cancel so much student debt, costing us an estimated $400 billion, $400 billion over the next 30 years. Those are some of the modest, as the the least, the most modest statement I've seen, and these are government stats, was 300 to 360 million. What's a few more million, I guess? But I know Kathy wanted to comment on this, and Kathy's calling in from Bucks County. Hey, Kathy. Yes. Hi, Dawn. Hi. Uh, First, I want to say God bless America. We've been through so much from the very beginning, but, I mean, this is just another big blunder, along with all the other things that he has done to destroy our country. I just feel like we're on a raft ready to go down the Niagara Falls. Not even in a raft. I think we're in a barrel. <laughs> well put. And so that's that's my only comment. I just feel like we're in a barrel ready to go over Niagara Falls, and there we go. And so, what so. gives what gives you hope? And what do you does the upcoming midterm in three weeks? Does that give you some hope that things when will I look change? At the different, right. When I look at the different um, candidates running, and 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 my hope uh, with all the uh, Republicans that are running with their I mean, common 
sense ideas, bringing things back the way they should be, getting the, the police in order to, to fight crime, getting our financial um, things uh, where people can survive. And, 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 and I mean, oil, for to, to gas, a, to oil to heat a home right now is over $5 a gallon. How can senior citizens that are on a fixed income, how can they do this? So when you're listening to these the Democrats, it's, I don't know where they're, like that other lady that was on the phone, she's throwing a different planet. Yeah. You know, it, it doesn't make sense. And these student loans, how about the people that have worked hard and have paid their loans back? And, and kids that have gone to uh, different tech schools that have paid their way and have worked hard. And, and where's their recognition? Their recognition is hard work and getting paid for the job that they're doing. Yes. That's, that's what you get. You get, you get self-gratitude. And, and this is like, you know, and then the illegals come over and they're getting things that, that people that here need and should be getting themselves. It's just, it, it's a mess. Like I said, it is like, let's just jump in the barrel and go over the Niagara Falls. And <laughs> hopefully, hopefully the people that we're voting for will get in there and, and change this around for us. Yes, well, Kathy, That's all we can pray for. Yes, and prayer is is exactly what we should be talking about too. Well, I think that hopefully, Kathy, thank you. Our barrel will be carried to the the land of freedom by a red tidal wave of goodness. That's my prediction in three weeks, and that's of course what what everybody fears. Richard is in South Philadelphia. Hey, Richard. Good morning, Dawn. I have a question for you. If the Republicans win the House and the Senate. Can they reverse the decision what Biden said, yes or no? Well, that's a good question. I think they have a lot of power, and I think that they can hold things up. So, in other words, they could, it depends on how quickly they can move this through, because think about it, even if people win in November, right, November 8th in three weeks, but when are they sworn in? Do you see what I'm saying? So a lot yes, of this, the paperwork will be done. So I, I wonder, as far as the legality, there are these lawsuits. Most of them, as I went through the list, most of them have been, have been shot down. But it all depends on that. Can they mitigate it? I believe they will try to mitigate it. But overall, we're going to be paying for this for 30 years to come, an estimated you know, $400 billion. Richard, thank you for the call from South Philadelphia. Big John in Huntington Valley. John, I always take your calls. John, how are you? I'm good. That's good. Listen, I'm, I'm not a big fan. I, by the way, I'm on the left, but I'm not a big fan of what he's doing with the student loans. In the end, it's not going to matter that much for people anyway. The ten grand is a drop in the bucket for that. But what I want to get the point I want to get across is, yeah, with that four hundred billion. But what I don't understand is I don't hear from anyone on your station intellectual honesty anymore. Trump gave a $1.7 trillion tax cut, 83% of which went to the highest income producers and corporations. Why can't you talk about that, too? That was a huge bump in the, in the deficit. Huge. Well, I, and I'm looking at, okay, here's, a, here's one thing, John, I will say. Trump has not been in the White House or president, right, for, for over two years, right? So, so whenever you're deflecting, so, you're deflecting. Listen, no, no, you're deflecting because I'm asking about something that's happening right now in real time. But if we go back and we look at the national debt, if that's what you want to talk about, look at how much the national debt grew, even that last year of the pandemic. 
right? It grew, what, $4 trillion. But since then, it's grown something like $5 trillion. So, yes, you're right. I am, I, am, I will say unequivocally that I, I am against big government making these decisions that affect a small a sliver of people. So whether it's a Republican, and John, I thank you for the call. I always take John's call. And as you know, John has said, he's, he's skews more to the left. Fine. I'll always take your call and be respectful and listen. And I appreciate it. I just don't want every conversation to, to start with, well, you know what Donald Trump did? Trump has not been president for years now. He does, you know, we, so we have to move on <laughs> with the conversation. But if you want to talk about the national debt and go back to every administration, fine. We can break all that down. We can talk about President Obama. We can talk about health care and how it had to be tweaked and the cost of that. We can go back to George W. Bush, who's been criticized as well for growing the federal government, Homeland Department of Homeland Security, creating that added layer of bureaucracy, right, which former um, Governor Tom Ridge, as you remember, headed. And so a lot of people at the time thought, well, that's a good thing after 9-11. Did we really need to add this huge department? Did we really need to add another layer, a huge layer, expensive layer of bureaucracy? We've talked about the Department of Education. So, yes, we can go back in time and we can look at all the bureaucracy created, create, was created. And I think part of why people continue to go for people who are not traditional candidates as president or people who are um, not career politicians or viewed as such, why do we as the American people want those folks to come in with fresh eyes? Because in truth, we don't want all this bureaucracy because we know that we pay for it. Also, you know, to Anthony Dorenzo's point that he made earlier about student loan debt, what the government wants ultimately and what this administration wants, I feel, is this feeling that, hey, the government's going to take care of you. You can rely on the good old government. We are the government. In other words, they're not recognizing that the government is actually us. We pay for this. We the, we the people. <laughs> And so the working people, we carry this debt on our backs. And as, as some of you have said, as grandparents, you're helping to support your kids or your grandkids. And so this gets tougher as we go along because we, the people, we carry the debt. We are the government and we have to take it back. We have to reel it in. And so overall, and to Big John's point, I would just say this, I am all for shrinking the government, growing the economy, and giving those freedoms, you know, to incentivize private business and private industry. And that's what we saw Donald Trump do. So if we want to talk about the previous president and you want to talk about the tax cuts, look at the result, okay? So look at what happened in real time. When companies were incentivized, and these were corporations, what did they do? When Trump said, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take this burden off you so that you stay in America, but you better stay in America and you better hire American. And what did he, he would even go, remember this? He would even go to a plant and, and basically stare them down. The union workers loved it because he saved jobs. Nobody thought that could happen. Look at what happened with steel. So everything was being outsourced at the time. And remember, President Obama famously said, those jobs are never coming back. Remember that? Remember Hillary Clinton saying, oh, no, Bo, 
Oh, no. remember that? We used to, Zioli used to play that clip all the, oh, no, Bo. And she was lying to his face, and Bo called her out. Why? Because those jobs were being shipped overseas. Trump brought that all back. But yes, he did it by incentivizing them and cutting those taxes. True, but look at the result. And that's the thing you've got to look at, the big picture. So when you incentivize for the private sector to, to stay here and not find the heck out of them, and it's, the, the, it's basically a fine, but then what else did Trump do? He held China's feet to the fire as well. And one big issue, and I've talked about, I haven't talked about this in a while, that we saw you'd have a company, and I, and I personally know people this happened to, where they had a company, they had a product, and then it was, in essence, stolen and reproduced, being reproduced in China. China would contact the company here, and, they, and they were, they were, they, somebody would file a lawsuit in America. And then they would say, China would contact them, hey, we can make your product. Yeah, we got the patent, but we can make your product for, you know, 25 cents or 30 cents on the dollar. We're going to save you money. You don't have to deal with the headaches and the HR and the, and the health benefits. Let us do it. And a lot of companies decided to sell and felt pressured. That's the kind of thing that Trump understood in the business world. And he said, no, not under my watch. He returned the jobs here that nobody imagined all that could happen. That's what he did. I want you to just look at your 401k, maybe, maybe tonight, maybe wait till Friday because it's bad news. Look at your 401k. I went into this yesterday and look at how much you've lost. The average American who's worked and you save for me, I have worked my entire life and I've worked hard. And, and I've, I remember starting babysitting for neighbor's kids. They were, you know, Catholic family, six kids under six. I started saving as a nine-year-old, working my keister off. I think of my family. And you saved and you saved and you felt like your 401k, that's your, your nest egg. Look at it today. The average American has lost some 30%, way down. So this is tough on people who've worked and worked hard. And that's your money. And this administration is squandering your money. It's a disgrace. Get angry. Not out loud, not violently, of course, just three weeks from today. Show your anger, America. This is what we must do to turn the tide. And I always say, if you vote R and then they let you down, then fire them next time. But for now, I think this is, this is our only hope to turn this ship around. We've got to do it, but we've got to do it together. Otherwise, <laughs> we're on the Titanic playing the violin. I need to take a quick break, but first, I need, you, I need to tell you about something because I know you're riding along, and it's a beautiful day. Now that the school year is well underway, we're into October, a lot of homecomings, fall fests. What a beautiful time to search for that newer certified vehicle you've been wanting, and you know you want it. You deserve it. You've worked for it. My friends from the Piazza Auto Group, they're always here for you <laughs> to assist you with any and all of your automotive needs, including leasing, financing, maintenance, and more. Piazza really growing to include Piazza Premium Automobiles with locations across Pennsylvania and now northern Delaware. Visit PiazzaPremiumAutos.com for the Land Rover, Jaguar, Porsche, Mercedes-Benz, Alfa Romeo, or Maserati. That dealer is near you, P-I-A-Z-Z-A. 
He has a premium, autos.com. I want you to tell him Dawn sent you. I want you to hang on. Our phone lines are full. I know you want to sound off. We've got so much. You're not going to believe what John Fetterman said, U.S. candidate. Stay right here. We're rocking and we're rolling. This is The Dawn Show. Coming right back. This is The Dawn Show. You can find me on Twitter at Dawn Stensland. I'm trying to get to your calls. We've got a tough break. So quickly, I'm going to go to uh, Amelia to talk about college debt in South Philadelphia. Hey, Amelia. Good morning, Dawn. I love your show. Thank you. Um, I want to I want to talk about something. It's really close to my heart. I am this. I was a single mother, and I raised two boys that were eighteen months apart. They were wonderful boys. Never gave me a moment's problem. They went to college. I had to co-sign for loans and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. They paid every penny of their loan. They received an inheritance from an uncle. Instead of going out and going crazy. They paid off their loan because they didn't want my credit to go down because I was a co-signer. They took care of everything. College is not an entitlement. It's a choice. It isn't a place to be for four extra years while your parents pay your hospital benefits. We have to begin to raise responsible children. I don't have the perfect son, but they knew what to do. They wanted to go to college, and they took care of it. It is not my responsibility to take care of other people's. Ch- I didn't pay my own son's debt. So why do I have to give ten, that other guy $10,000 as a drop in the bucket? Yeah. Look at our deficit. Is it a drop in the bucket? It's wasted money. That's right. And it's not fair. It's not fair to hardworking kids that, do, that are responsible and have an end game. They're going there for a reason, not just to hang out and to get into trouble. That's and right. To, and to protest and to be crazy. It's so well said. Amelia, as a, as a mom of boys, I, I feel what you're saying. Great mom of boys. Amelia, thanks for calling. Can we go to Lou really quick here? I'm up against a tough break, but you want to talk about your 401k. And Lou, I feel your pain. Hey, Dawn. Good morning. How are you? Good, Lou. I feel your pain when hey, it comes to the 401k. Listen, I worked for the Philadelphia Gas Works for 34 years. I contributed since my had my first son to my 401k or it was a 457 when I worked there. And I just came from my financial advisor uh, when Donald Trump was in there. I was a hundred, I had a hundred grand more. Now I'm like up down a hundred thousand thanks to Joe Biden's policies. And I, I think, I, I think he's got the three stooges doing the, uh, the financial stuff for him. Cause you got to be a stooge to believe that this guy's doing a good job. Like that one caller you said, about Trump giving tax breaks to corporations. Yeah. Well, he gave. I had a tax break too, and I feel like when rich people make money, middle class guys like me benefit from it. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's so true, and that's why they want us to talk about. They want to distract us and talk about anything else. Well, Lou, hopefully they, it goes. Never distract me. They'll never <laughs> distract me. I spent I spent four years, six years in the Marines. Yes. I want everybody to do good in this country, but these people. All they want to do is control us, these leftists. And I'm, I'm not down with that. I took an oath to the Constitution of the United States and to protect everybody. It wasn't just straight white guys. It was to protect everybody. And I'm, like, so pissed. Yeah. Well, Lou, thank you for your service. You're a patriot. Thank you so much. You made my day calling in for sure. And hopefully we turn this thing around three weeks from these midterms. But uh, this is something we can all do, and that is make sure that you vote. Listen, we got it. I'm up against a tight break, so hang on. We have so much coming up, as well as 
local um, local officials sounding off. You'll hear from them, but also John Fetterman, your lieutenant governor. What's he up to? And his what he said about an issue, his stance on one particular issue. Unbelievable audio. You're going to hear it right around the corner right here. This is the Dawn Show. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 